Welcome to the Improved Credit and Finance Show. This is Wanda Strickfaven, owner of Improved Credit here in the Carolinas. And today I have a very special guest, one of my very good friends, and broker and owner of True Lane Group here in the Carolinas, Kayla Lindsay. Kayla? Hey there, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. So excited to be on. I'm very happy that you're on. So much for your time. You know, I wanted to say a few words about Kayla. I've been working with her uh, over two years, I believe, as far as a real estate agent here in the Carolinas. And I'm telling you, I've so many good things about her, but working with her personally has opened up my eyes in knowing that she's so professional. She's on point. She knows if anyone is a real estate agent and a reliable one who's honest, trustworthy, who's hardworking, really, really consider Kayla Lindsay with True Lane Group. She is amazing. So Kayla, today I want you to talk about your experience as an investor, because we had a conversation recently about your journey of purchasing a property to an Airbnb. And I thought it would be really useful for those that are listening today on how to turn an investment into a successful Airbnb. So Kayla, tell me about your journey property and what you went through when it came to buying this investment property. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a bit unorthodox. I'll put it that way. Most people come into investments as do we with most of our investments, uh, running the numbers and figuring out, you know, if it's a good investment, if it's going to work for renters, et cetera. And the funny part about this particular property is it did not start that way at all. Um, so we have been vacationing to the beach for many, many years, and we have a favorite beach that we go to in Surf City, North Carolina. It is a fave of ours. And, uh, what ended up happening was we started out just looking around, right? It was a, Hey, maybe we should buy a beach house. And the funny thing in my mind was, you know, are we those people? Like, are we the people that own a beach house? You know, and have we hit that point in our lives that we, we have this thing. And to be honest, I'm sure many of your listeners have been there where suddenly everything just kind of falls into place. Like, have you ever had that? It's just like, you know, absolutely. yeah, it just works. And um, we started looking online. My husband and I, we, we spent an evening over wine, just literally. And any agent listening is going to cringe. We looked on Zillow. Uh, but we're sitting there looking at properties. <laughs> And uh, we're looking at fixer-uppers. Now, that's, you know, that's our background. That's what my husband does. He's a general contractor. So we were looking for properties that would need a little bit of love. You know, a little TLC. We could turn it into something incredible. Um, and not only, of course, use it for ourselves, but the, the goal on top of that was when we're not there, it should be making money for us. You know, that's the way we look at everything. So I started looking, and all of a sudden, we happened upon a property that uh, – it was already renovated. It was renovated. It came fully furnished. The furniture was actually really pretty. Um, and we looked at each other and I, I said to him, this is our house. Wow. And he's like, well, let's not get, you know, two down the road there. I've been on the market for 73 days, giving you just a little background of, you know, how the deal went down. Uh, I've been on the market 73 days and it was listed for 480. Now I looked at him, I said, 480, it's been on for a couple months. You know what? We should totally go ahead and just offer them like 450 and see what happens. So I, I get a hold of a girlfriend because as anybody knows, this Zillow does not always post the contact information for the actual real estate agent. 
And uh, I called a girlfriend of mine out that way, and she gave me the agent's contact info. And I reached out via text like a crazy person. Anybody who's in the real estate world as an agent knows those buyers exist where they're calling you at 10, 8.30 at night. That was me. Uh, <laughs> I reached out I reached out via text. I said, hey, I'm also an agent. Sorry to bother you. I said, we're interested in this property. We're going to be out there on Friday. Wanted to see if we could schedule time to see it. Well, like every buyer that's out there right now, I got the cringing uh, response that said, well, actually, we have two other offers right now, and they're reviewing tomorrow. So I look at my husband. I said, honey, I hate to tell you, but I'm now emotionally invested. Now, when he hears that, he knows that means I will do anything it takes now to get this property because I see myself in it. Side note, this is also not the usual way that we would go about buying an investment property, but being that the portion of the reason why we're buying this, the bigger portion was for us to have a place to go, eh, I had a little bit more of, of a feel with it. Any other investment property you've ever done, it's a, okay, fine, we'll walk away. We really don't care. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead. I made an offer uh, on it, and the agent was kind enough later to tell me. I said, how are we looking? He said, we're a little light, and we went another 10000 over. Well, we, we were you know chomping at the bit to close, and the appraisal came in a little late. But here was the wonderful part. The appraisal came in about $40,000 over the contract price. So Mm. what that means for anybody listening is we had instant equity. So there's four ways to build equity in a property. Option number one, you purchase the home, you keep paying your mortgage month over month, and eventually you'll be paying down the mortgage and increasing what you own of the property, the percentage you own. Equity is the difference between the value, current value, and what you owe. So that gap in between there is your equity. So that'll give you equity. The second way to get equity is to own a property in an area or in a market that is increasing in value. Because even if you don't do anything, even if it's just two months down the road, if the area around you is increasing in value, and a lot of us, uh, especially as an investor, we look for those kinds of areas, that will increase the equity or the value of the property. Actually, both. The third way is you get in, you make improvements. Now, that was the original plan that we had was to find one that needed improvements to be made and make the improvements. And the fourth way, as I originally mentioned, is you buy the property and it appraises for more than you are closing it for. So we closed it at 490 and it came in at 530. So if you guys are buying a $40,000 swing, which is wonderful, right? And this is this is early 2021. Now, and here's the key. You went in 10000 over than everyone else's offer. They were still selling it for lower than the market value. Correct. Lower than the appraised value. That is amazing. And you probably, were you shocked when you heard that news? You know, I was and I wasn't. Here was a few things that were going on that we had taken note of. One, there had been some major increases in valuations in the area. Two, there weren't a lot of homes to compare against. So this property was a three-bedroom, three-bath. Um, it's about 1,600 square feet, which sounds small, but honestly, it's got a really nice open floor plan on both floors, so it actually feels quite nice. And the other homes that were available of similar size were being sold for slightly less, but they were also needed a full gut. So okay. why I knew coming into it what they would be comparing this home to were other homes that were fully renovated but slightly larger or slightly better or closer set up to the ocean. Oceanfront mm-hmm. always goes for more, but it also has higher insurance expenses. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. note that as well. 
Um, and we didn't want to deal with that. So coming into it, I knew it would at least appraise. Was I certain that it was going to come in at a $40,000 swing? No, I was not expecting <laughs> that. I was, I was expecting thing. probably maybe 10000 over, you know, something right. like that. But we were also prepared that if we had to bring that it would be okay to make up that gap to any of your listeners. Um, when you bring cash to the table, let's say your property does not appraise when you purchase it. In our current market, that is okay. And I say that because in our current market, which uh, at the date of this recording, what is it? I believe it's the 28th of March, 2022, our market is rapidly increasing. A lot of that is due to inflation, which I won't get into here. Um, but because of that, even if you had a little bit of a swing and you had to bring some cash, that equity that I was talking about or the valuation, it's going to be made up within the next few months. In the Charlotte, North Carolina area alone, we had a 21% increase in home value in 12 months. Let me repeat that, 21% increase in no, home value. Before that, before COVID, what percentage? I would say in a, in a more... Uh, realistic market because <laughs> we were still in a strong seller's market pre-COVID as well. Um, okay. It would be anywhere between six and 8%. 6% is about the average in Charlotte, but it has just skyrocketed over the last two, three years. Yeah. Tripled, if yeah. anything. Wow. And Kayla. So tell me more about the closing and how this all worked out. So at, we went to the closing uh, very, it was fairly smooth. I'll put it that way. You know, you got to get every, all the details ironed out, but we went ahead and closed on the property and we had plans, of course, as I mentioned, to rent it. Now, this was our very first Airbnb. We had dealt with flips. We've understood, you know, and had uh, long hold. This was going to be our first short-term rental. Now, some of the bigger things to understand about short-term rental is it's not as easy to find your nightly rate as you might presume, right? We all want to throw a rate out there. But there were a few things that we were going against. One, we purchased the property in March, and it had a little bit of work that needed to be done to it to make it ready to be rented. So we were working between our schedules to get all this set up, and we made the decision that we were going to self-manage. Self-manage means we are not hiring a management company to come in and work on the rental. We would be doing it ourselves. So the biggest challenge that we were facing were we were coming into the summer, and at this point in time, on that particular island, most of the rentals are usually already booked up by late February. Mm-hmm. We had just closed in March. We were trying to get everything set up for the rental. And we did not even list the rental until late April, early May, once we got all that dialed in. Mm-hmm. So now we're headed into summer, and we want to make sure we're actually going to get rentals. So we actually put a lower rental rate than we normally would, or what was the average, because we wanted to make sure it got booked up. Mm-hmm. There, when you're looking at an Airbnb rental, you want to make sure that not only is it, does it look desirable for the renter, which is why part of the waiting was we had to put different locks on the doors that could be easily uh, preset from a cell phone. We needed to put in a uh, camera below the home. It's on stilts. So we could make sure we could monitor, you know, the comings and goings, make sure there's nothing crazy happening. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't violate see it is a security system for us on the exterior of the home there are no internal cameras um but we also purchased a six passenger golf cart to be used and part of the hold up on that was we had to get that whole unit installed for the charging station and we needed to wait for license plates as well as stickers for the city 
So I'm going to express and express in this particular area. Again, you're, you're thinking of things that not only be helpful for you as someone who potentially lives there part time, but also for your tenants. And because we are a block and a half from the actual ocean, you can see it, but it's a little walk, uh, about three minutes. You also have to think about what's more convenient. Well, we realized a golf cart would be very helpful for two reasons. One, lugging lots of stuff to the beach. Two, it also can have a tag to allow people to park at the beach accesses. The city ordinance, yeah, they recently put in an ordinance. If you are not an uh, an actual uh, owner or a, um, I'm sorry, if you don't actually live on the island, so there's a mainland of Surf City and an island of Surf City, if you don't live on the island, and you don't have a residence on the island, you do not get a tag to park on the island. Now, you can park in your own driveway, but there's a lot of public beach parking. There's public parking down in town, and it's $25 a day. So with that being said, by having this golf cart, people can go into town for ice cream. They can go park at the beach access, whatever they want to do at no additional cost. And it's fun. So... Yep. So we had to get tags. One of the other things that held up us getting it listed quickly was photography. And I am going to highlight this as I do with even listings for residential real estate. Having photography, professional photography is essential. If you don't take anything else away from this, just take away getting good photos is essential. See, what does is whenever people are looking for a place to rent, whether it be for long term or short term, they're wanting to get a feeling from that property, right? The first thing that they are going to notice is the photos. That's what they're going to connect with. Having professional photos with good lighting, making sure the house is completely spick and span for the photos, that is going to help you sell people on renting that property. So it's extremely important. So we did get professional photos done as well. So coming into the season, partially by word of mouth, me getting it out on Facebook and things like that, uh, and partially using Airbnb and VRBO, we were able to get it fully rented for summer. Now, here's a few challenges that you will run into. There's one other thing that we did prior to getting it listed, and that was putting in two brand new HVAC systems. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that's ever replaced an HVAC is probably cringing a little bit because you know what that price tag looks like, but I was able to negotiate at least one of the systems being paid for by the seller because they were older. We put in two train systems, and we were able to get an HVAC specialist as well as a cleaning crew all set up so that we were good to go for that, those summer months. Now, mind you, all of this got set up within about a month. And I have to give a huge shout out to my husband because he took the brunt of getting all of this set up for us. Um, but we did make the decision of, and think about this as well, the days of the week that you plan on renting. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal. A lot of people would think, well, just leave it all open. In the more busy seasons, which would be for a beach, May through September, you're going to want to make sure you're blocking off full week rentals. A lot of people would love to come out for just a weekend, but you're missing out on four or five days of the week being rented, which could be detrimental. So I highly recommend booking it out and blocking it only full week rentals for those particular months. Anything outside of that, you could do a two night minimum, which is perfectly respectable. But for those summer months, you've got to have it, especially if you're in a beach community, you need to have that set up. Now, it'll vary. You know, of course, if you're in the mountains, flip-flop that, right? So the mountains, usually people, unless you're on a lake, people usually want it for skiing and things of that nature. So you may want to play with those dates. Understand what the seasonality is in your region. 
So as we're looking into this, we made the decision, okay, well, instead of doing a Saturday to Saturday rental, let's do a Sunday to Sunday rental. And this was the idea of my husband. He said, if someone cancels last minute, we have the ability to go out and use our beach house Thursday, Friday, Saturday, checking out on Sunday versus a Saturday checkout. We really would be unable to use that house, which is so smart. So it, it made it that we would be able to go enjoy as well. And we didn't oh, have any cancellations. Yeah, we didn't have any cancellations, which is a good thing. Um, but I, I completely get where he came win. Because we did Sunday, so the rest of the beach is a Saturday to Saturday, we were able to actually get a cleaning crew. Now think about this. If you've got and all of them getting Saturday to Saturday checkout, you have a very slim chance of getting a cleaning crew that can fit you in as an additional home on the island. So we were lucky enough to have found a wonderful cleaning crew. Uh, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, that comes out on Sundays. And this weekend, we just set up some extra things, which I'll go into in a minute. Um, so they're in there right now. Cleaning. So it's, it's always clean. It's always ready to go. They're fantastic. So now we've got our cleaning crew. We've got our professional photos. We've got our new HVAC. Everything is set up on Airbnb and VRBO. Uh, and now we're ready to rock and roll. Now, the question is, was it profitable in the first year? It was not. And I'll tell you why. We did pay the mortgage. So it was it broke even, right? Break even, if we're talking to investors, break even isn't bad, right? Because we're actually increasing equity. But here's some things that happened in the first year. We broke even for a couple of reasons. One, as you now know, we had set the price a little bit lower our first summer on because we were, weren't able to start as quickly as we had intended. So we wanted to make sure it got booked up. Okay. The second reason was because we didn't have a whole heck of a lot going on outside. Now, let me explain that. It's a beach community, right? So if you're going to the beach and it's sunny out, great. We have three decks on this particular property. One of them is fully screened in and overlooks the marsh to the back. Beautiful sunsets. And if anybody's interested in booking, check out Vibrant Life. Uh, it is in Surf City. It's a two-story yellow house. Adorable. Um, so we went ahead and we had these back decks. Well, here is the challenge. When people are looking to rent a property in fall or winter or spring, are they going to be in the ocean? No, probably not. No, because it's cold. So the challenge was we had a great interior. We had these great decks, but there wasn't a whole heck of a lot to do on the deck. That was it. Like, right? Like you could either be hanging out under the house, basically in the driveway, or you could hang out on the decks. That was it. So mm -hmm. it immediately came to our attention. We need to add space outside where people can hang out. Now, if you notice, when, I'm sure some of you guys are starting to think about this. If you've ever booked an Airbnb, what do you look for? You look for, okay, is the interior nice? But you also look for, is there anything else to do? Right. Even if you don't use it. Like, if, I'm sure you guys are probably thinking this too. Like, I do this. Yeah, you booked the one with the hot tub, but did you get in the hot tub the whole time you were there? Like, a lot of times you don't even Maybe use it. Maybe you your toes into it. At least it was there. Exactly, exactly. Right. And that is what a lot of people look for. So we started creating a plan. And, um, you know, that was one of the other reasons why we, we broke even, um, because we didn't have that set up. So here's what we ended up doing. 
So we also had realized we also have dogs and it was getting challenging walking our dogs. And it's not a dog friendly uh, location, quote unquote, yet. Uh, but we were getting tired of walking the dogs, right? We'd have to walk them down the stairs, walk them on a leash, walk them back in because behind the home was just marshland, right? It was tall grasses. That was it. So we decided to put in a fence. My husband went down to get permitting and we came to find out we did not need permits to put in a fence, which was really cool. So we tracked down an exceptional carpenter. I, I can't even call him a handyman. He's absolutely phenomenal what he does. And we had him install a fence, which encloses one of the back uh, stairs. Now, once it was enclosed, then it was an idea of, okay, well, now we need something to do back here. So I started the design. And there's a whole area that's covered by the above deck, which is nice. So it's, you know, it doesn't get rained on. And I decided, you know what? We're going to put some fun activities in the back. So I started the design of a raised deck where we could put a hot tub, a TV, a slightly lower deck. It was just a step down for a fire pit and Adirondack chairs and a pergola slash hammock stands posts in the far back area for hammocks and a nice long stretch where we could put an outdoor corn, cornhole kit. Oh, that's amazing. Also spend- so the entertainment. Exactly. Exactly. So, can I ask a question for those that are thinking about that? That's really such a great idea. Just an estimate cost. What do you? What does it cost for something like that? Well, if you would have asked me that in 2020, it would be almost a fraction of the price. However, with the decks that we installed, as well as the fencing, it came out to be about eighteen thousand dollars for the the entire backyard to be created. Including now, the fencing. So that's a really, is that nice? It's not bad. Now, here's the thing. This is not just a home. This particular property is a rental. We do stay there and I see it as home, but it's meant to make money. Exactly. So with these, yeah. So with these additions, it's going to allow us to increase our rental rate. Because here's the thing, when people are looking at a side-by-side and they're looking at a nightly rate, they pay an extra $50 a night to have the backyard, right? We've had a couple of calls. We have a yard for children. This is perfect. You could put a kiddie pool out there if someone wanted to bring that. Maybe the kids aren't great at going in the ocean. You come back from the ocean where it's too cool out. Great. Kiddie pool in the back with a hose and everybody can hang out in the backyard and barbecue. So it gives just another space that is going to be really useful for fall spring and even winter especially with the hot tub so here was the interesting that thing that occurred so we installed this fence in november and we uh, i think it was probably in january we went in and you know basically hit the okay button for the rest rest of the backyard renovations and we increased the price a hundred dollars a night on Airbnb and VRBO. Now, the the goal that we had here was, well, we're going to have all these improvements in the yard, and we are going to make it dog-friendly, which is really cool. Now, here's mm-hmm. the cool part. We made that increase in price to get ahead of, because people had already started booking, so we, we actually lost one week at a lower price, so kudos to them for getting in early. Um, but we went ahead and moved the price up. Here's what we noticed. People were willing to book at the $350 a night price, without seeing any updates to the property at all. See, we didn't put any photos in. We didn't update the verbiage. We didn't update any of the additions of what was offered. Meaning, at the price of 350 people were willing to take the house as is. Part of doing 
vacation rentals is really just to kind of feel out the market and see what people are willing to pay for. So here's the cool part. Once we get all this posted, which we are about to be finished, we have just have to put the hot tub in. We, we were out there this weekend putting everything in. Uh, we're about to install the hot tubs and we're going to be doing that in the next few weeks. Well, now we get a, we're going to have more professional photos of the backyard, the gated area, all this. And all of this is going to be updated and we're going to add on that it's dog friendly. And we're going to add on that if they want to bring a dog, it's a non-refundable amount. We haven't decided on the amount. It'll probably be in the $300 range, but that's for cleaning. So it can still remain, you know, hypoallergenic of sorts. You know, we really don't have much carpet in there. Um, so once we do that, we can increase the price again. And what's going to end up happening is not only are we now going to be able to increase the price substantially, we are going to open up the, the field of people who can rent it by quite a bit because we're making it dog friendly. And on top of that, we're going to extend or be able to pick up more rentals through the fall, winter, and spring, thereby booking us out even more because we have these additional amenities. And in addition, we're going to be able to rent them out at a higher price. So as we've gone through this path, you know, there's different things that we, we always knew we needed. But now that we've gone through it, now we're able to go ahead and duplicate. And one other thing that I would add to that is, you know, when you're looking at making any renovation on a property, you don't necessarily want to look at it as, am I going to recoup this this year? Because here's the other cool thing that happened. Remember how I was talking earlier about purchasing in a location where the prices are increasing? Mm-hmm. So Charlotte market Yes, 21% increase in overall valuations of properties in the last 12 months. Surf City, the beach, et cetera, which Surf City is one of the more affordable areas to purchase. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but not by much, near a large port city of Wilmington. But the interesting thing that we found was we purchased the home at 490, valuation at 530, current evaluation north of 600. <gasps> Kayla, Kayla, I'm about to faint. Right. That is amazing. And that's what, in one year? That's one year. And here's the other thing. That's without the backyard improvements. And that's oh my gosh. It'll be even more. So So, find someone like Kayla Lindsay who has the experience of finding a property, (laughs) renovating it properly, and then making money in all areas. Uh, So I want to end this call to share with those that are listening how they can contact you, Kayla. So share your website, your phone number, so that if they need a real estate agent, even if it's your primary home, this is your first time buying or an investment home, please call Kayla. She is so experienced. So Kayla, would you mind sharing that information with my guests? Yeah, absolutely. So you could find me literally just about anywhere online these days, uh, but at Kayla Lindsay Realtor, and that's K-A-I-L-A, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S, EY Realtor. You can also find me at KaylaLindsay.com. Um, and you can call me or text me 704-559-9169. And I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, you know, buying investment properties is really just about being in the right spot, having and making sure you've got the right priced mortgage, making sure it's being monitored correctly. But if you're trying to buy your very first vacation rental, you want to go ahead and purchase it as a second home. Instead of putting 25% down, you only have to put 10% down 
And if you don't stay there, it, you basically just have to stay there a certain amount of time, but it's, it's minimal. Um, but that is how we got in. So instead of putting 25 down, we were able to put 10. So if you are just getting into this, utilize the loans that are there um, and are available to you. And I'd be happy to point you in the right direction when it comes to lenders across the country as well. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. For those that are listening, join me again every week with the Improved Show to learn more about credit, finance, and investing. Thank you again, Kayla. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely.